It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, we've got a great chat with myself and Clay Snowden looking at some bounce backs and breakouts for this year of the Reds. And some guys, that really a lot of the lineup you could pretty much just throw a dart at, but we're going to break down who we think are going to bounce back and who is going to break out. And also, this weekend was a seminal weekend for the Reds' offseason. Really, this whole last week was. And before we get into my chat with Clay, I've got some thoughts on that. Because when you really think about it, today is a great day to be a Reds fan. This weekend, Reds' ownership dodged a bullet by letting the Phillies pay D.D. Gregorius to play for them. In fact, they've dodged two other bullets by allowing the Blue Jays to pay Marcus Simeon and the Twins to pay Andrelton Simmons. The threat of money leaving their pockets and going to a player who may or may not help the Reds win more games seemed very real to those in the public arena, but they successfully safeguarded it. After all, this business of winning more games really comes down to what amount of profit they are willing to sacrifice, and that's not really what the fans want. Is it? Of course not. They show up to the ballpark with high hopes that, win or lose, ownership remains flush with cash. In fact, this has been an offseason full of ownership wins. At its onset, the man who was adamant about adding to the Reds' win total with little thought to the pocketbook of ownership decided it was time to step down from the job he loved at the team that he loved with no mention of the renewed focus on the bottom line as the catalyst. Although money from the moves that he made 
has yet to be recovered by the new regime, the possibility of those remain. And the fans are already steeped in anticipation of, once again, paying close attention to the farm system and the progress of prospects who could potentially bring success in the near future. And that's what this is all about, right? The future. Making money today makes it easier to make more money tomorrow, which is the ultimate goal of sports ownership. So, take heart, Reds fans. Your favorite franchise that you've supported all of your life is in a strong position to carry on the success of the bottom line for years to come. Today we have a special guest with me. He writes for the LockedOnReds.com blog. He's given us a series of bounce back and breakouts, and we are going to get into that today. But before we do, Clay, he is Clay Snowden, by the way. I didn't even say your name, Clay. I'm sorry about that. But uh, he's Clay Snowden. Clay, how you doing, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me on again. I think it's been about a year since the last time I was on, so excited uh, to be back on. I'm excited to have you, man. And uh, I was just going to see if we could go halfway through the podcast and maybe somebody could guess who you are. No, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. Um, <laughs> there, It's easy, and we're definitely going to start out with the bounce backs and the breakouts with the bat. Uh, there's lots of bounce backs because basically throw a dart at the board of this roster and every single one of the people with the bat need to break out, bounce back, all this good stuff. We're going to start on the infield, though. Who's the number one bounce back candidate for you? So as you said, there's plenty to choose from. Um, and that's <laughs> not always a good thing, but, you know, the Reds were a playoff team last season, even with many people struggling. Um, I thought about going Moustakis here, but – I actually ended up going with Suarez just because I feel like what he brought to the team two years ago and just what we've seen from him, um, his numbers last year were down, and he actually finished the season pretty strong. So he actually finished September. Now, when I say pretty strong, it's still 228, 326, 557. But he found a little little bit of his home run stroke again last year, ended up with a 102 OPS plus. So I really do think that he, bouncing back, could take this team to that next level that we kind of expected from them last year but didn't get. But like I said, you could have easily selected just about anybody listed on the infield right now. Votto is getting up there in age. If he's going to be able to kind of get back, I don't know if he'll be ever back to what he once was, but – uh, Moose is another guy, and, you know, Jose Garcia is a guy who I guess could technically fall into breakout and or bounce back. Um, however, I think we both agree that the Reds will should be adding a shortstop to kind of pair with him, so I, did, I decided to leave him off the list. And that's kind of one of those things. The Reds absolutely need a shortstop, but even adding – one player is not in and of itself going to completely flip the uh, statistics that this lineup put out. So the Reds are, you know, betting on bounce backs from everybody because everybody contributed to a 212 team batting average and none more so than Mr. Suarez. He, his uh, expected statistics based on baseball savant weren't overly amazing they weren't glowing like oh he was getting so cheated but the one 
at least peripheral sign that he can bounce back is that his percentage of barrels, the contact, the good contact that he made with the barrel of the bat was still right around where it was in 2019. So it's not as if he had a steep drop off there. He still had roughly the same exit velocity, like a couple decimal points lower. So I I don't think it's a it's a uh, issue of some sort of underlying thing that's going to just continue to take hold and bring his numbers down. I think he's going to be just fine in this coming season. And actually, I mean, he walked at 13%. So that, you know, you look at that sort of thing and you say, it's not hard to see Suarez breaking or bouncing back. Bouncing back. Right. And it's another thing. A lot of people may have forgotten that he was battling an injury. Right. Um, beginning of the year, right before the season, it's a shoulder injury. And those are always tricky when you're trying to swing a bat. You know, shoulder injuries are difficult to bounce back from. So a full off season of health. And uh, I think he's him bouncing back will be the most important, you know, hitting in the middle of the lineup there. and um, Really the load that he carried two years ago. I mean, I could see, you know, they really should lean on him. He's in his prime. What is he, 29, 30 years old uh, He's definitely somebody who I see could easily bounce back and have another big year. You're absolutely right, too. I mean, if he was a stalwart in the middle of the lineup like we came to expect in 2019, and then you add in the crazy August that Castellanos had and the crazy September that Jesse Winker had, then it's like, okay, now the lineup is producing. You, we just we got to have more than one guy who's hitting the cover off the ball, and if Suarez gets back to where he can be, that's what's going to happen. And you mentioned Moose, too. Moose's br- bounce back. I'm going to end up saying break back at one point. That's just going to happen. Um, but his bounce back is going to be health. You know, he, he never got off the ground, whether it was he had this nagging injury or he had, you know, a kind of a COVID scare and things like that. So it's, I, I think if he gets a little bit more consistent with the health and with the playing time, then I think the numbers are going to just kind of come along with it. I I absolutely agree with Moose. Um, and you were talking about him. He's actually somebody who I kind of had a bold prediction. I think he's going to be within five home runs of the team lead. Um, I think he is going to bounce back with the power, at least. His defense at second base, um, you know, he, he's not an old – I mean, he's not a young guy. Um, and he was never really a second baseman until later in his career. So – We'll see. We saw him make some nice plays. His range isn't exactly there. But, um, yeah, so the infield, there's a lot of bounce-back candidates and probably fewer breakout candidates. Um, And I'll just lead into that. Uh, I picked Tyler Stevenson. I think everyone's really excited to see what Stevenson can bring. Catcher position is something that the Reds have been looking to solidify. Um, You know, we had Mezzarocco have a big year. And Hernandez had a couple of nice years, but really trying to get a nice offensive catcher has been something that they've struggled with. And don't get me wrong, Tucker's a perfectly fine catcher. He's not the most exciting um, offensive player or anything, but gold glove winner, he's still around. Um, but, man, Tyler Stevenson, only 17 at-bats, but was that not the most exciting thing that, that we probably saw all year was his breakout <laughs> I really think he's going to hit the ground running, um, and he's prime. He's ready. He's 
he's at that age now, 24, 25 years old, that it's time for him to start producing and getting those everyday at-bats and adding to this lineup that really lacked offensive at times in 2020. He definitely exploded onto the scene with that first swing, uncorking a dinger, and then I I just keep thinking back to that at-bat he had against Craig Kimbrell. I'm I, I'm looking for more of that. I'm not expecting him to hit a home run every time he swings the bat, nor am I expecting him to intimidate people. But on the same token, that dude looks so confident in the box. We've got some more about Tyler Stevenson. Also looking at our bounce back and breakouts from the outfield here coming up. But before we jump into that, if you've not already taken advantage of this introductory offer with betonline.ag, there is no better week. We are coming up on the Super Bowl. There are so many different prop bets when you look at different player performances, all kinds of weird stuff. My favorite prop bet in particular, what color Gatorade will the winning coach get doused with all kinds of stuff like that you can check it out on betonline.ag the official sports gambling sponsor of the lockdown podcast network and when you sign up type in the promo code locked on they'll give you a 50 more on your initial deposit bonus see Listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast has its perks. You can get half more on the money that you put into your betonline.ag account just for typing in the code LOCKEDON. So check him out on betonline.ag. And when you set up your account, type in the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% initial deposit bonus. Speaking of listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast has its perks, Got another one for you, Built Bar. Go over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. I'm talking about the protein bar that has changed the game, changed the snack game, not just the protein game, but the snack game in general. It is a candy bar. It tastes like a legit candy bar. If you get a coconut almond Built Bar, it literally tastes like an almond joint, but guess what? It's a lot healthier for you. They've also got amazing flavors like peanut butter chocolate, which is pretty close to a Reese's Cup. You've got Cherry Barcia, which is my favorite, cookies and cream as well. All of these amazing flavors and more can be found at BuiltBar.com. And when you check out, type in the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. Built Bar has all of these amazing healthy statistics. When you look at them, 4 grams of net carbs, 4 grams of sugar, and up to 17 grams of protein. It's the snack that's going to make you feel amazing just for eating it. And who doesn't love feeling amazing? Because they just ate food. That's one of the best feelings in the world. So go to BuiltBar.com, and when you make your purchase, type the promo code Locked On. you'll get 20% off that purchase. I, I find it hard to believe. I almost expect, and it's, it's kind of hard to say you expect a breakout, but I almost expect him by the middle of the season to almost give an argument to take over the number one catcher spot. I think a lot of that has to do with pitcher matchups and how well each pitcher trusts the backstop and things like that, and I think that's how... The Reds have always kind of deemed their number one catcher, so there might be an added wrinkle in there that not necessarily ties to his hitting statistics, but I think overall, uh, he's a guy that can have an OPS of 800-plus. I never thought that about Tucker. Right, and I I cannot agree more, and I think it's important to keep Tucker around. I know he's been frustrating at times. He makes some money, um, makes higher you know, salary than what a Kirk Casale would have brought. And Kirk Casale was a really good backup and somebody who 
really did provide a much higher value to the Reds than what meets the eye to the average fan. Uh, but he just, you know, it was time for him to walk. Uh, but keeping Tucker's important. You get a, vet, a veteran back there, a good clubhouse guy, somebody who is a really a plus defender to help Stevenson because it is at times you see a lot of young catchers struggle um, on the defensive side. So it, it's good to have Tucker. Um, and the other person that I had for the potential is the honorable mention of the breakout is the Jose Garcia, who we already kind of touched on. Um, he's just so young, and I don't think he was in the best position to succeed last year. However, I was glad that they brought him up and gave him the shot. It wasn't like he was playing in real games, you know, in the minor leagues without the season last year. So why right. not try something? It's The refreshing part about that was seeing the Reds organization try something that they don't usually do. So that was good progress, and yeah, he struggled. He did, but that's kind of sometimes you have to learn that way and kind of learn on the fly. So we'll see what type of role he has this year. Like I said, I know we've both been adamant about adding another shortstop to pair with him. Um, the only other person on the 40-man, really, that I could see playing shortstop would be Kyle Farmer. And, I mean, Blandino is still on the 40-man roster. Um <laughs> But I, I would see that as a long shot. So yeah, this is you know, an honorable mention in this as well. I always thought that Blandino got a unfair shake and should have gotten a little bit more time or something like that. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think that with the infield's real consistent makeup, I think it's going to be hard for anybody else to get the kind of playing time needed to really be deemed a breakout. So we're looking at Tyler Stevenson and Jose Garcia, and that's pretty much it. And who knows? I mean, you know, we have all got our fingers crossed that the Reds are going to sign a shortstop and that Jose Garcia really won't get a ton of playing time in 2021, maybe more so toward 2022. But that is and, – and, and I, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Tyler Stevenson, it is. So our bounce back, we both agree it's Suarez. Breakout, both agree it's Stevenson. That's the infield. Let's jump to the outfield. The outfield, as we know, has a gaggle of talent, but like the infield, produced a whole lot of nothing last year. I mean, there, there were some nice parts from Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos, but we're looking at another year of health question marks from Nick Senzel. We're looking at a just really inconsistent role for Shogo. And by the time he got comfortable, the season was over. And then you've got Aristides Aquino waiting in the wings, trying to figure out what he's going to be, all this other stuff. Let's start with bounce backs. Who's bouncing back in this group? So in this group, I actually have the exact same thing that I did with last year. Um, it is Nixon Zell. And I know a lot of people are super high on Nixon Zell. He's an extremely talented player. Um, I've always been kind of hard on Senzel, so um, I really just think, you know, when you're drafted where he is, you've really got to produce. And it's something he's still young. He still has a lot of development left, and he still has not hit anything close to his ceiling. The issue has been playing time with injuries. And I know that's not exactly something he can control, and it is frustrating, but facts are facts. If you're not on the field, it's really hard to produce. Um, last year, he only played in 23 games, and was his offense was pretty terrible. 186, 247, 357, two home runs, and a 57 OPS plus. 
Um, it's just kind of time for him. You know, this is going to be on year three of him being the center fielder, kind of the backbone of the of center field. It's time for him to show why he was selected so highly just 2016, 2017, 2016, 2016, whenever that was. So, yeah, he's the guy who I have as the main bounce back. Um, and I just expect big things because, like I said, same thing with Suarez. You have these players who you know are talented, have the you know the, the resume to show that they are legitimate plus players in the MLB. If you just have those guys improve 5%, 10%, 20% from last year and get back to even – what they know, what what you know they can be, even if it's less than their best ever, you know, just, I mean, Senzel was way below league average last year in a very small sample size. Um, and Suarez was way below what we know he can be. So just getting a couple of these players, they don't have to be all-stars even. Just getting them a little bit better would take this team so much further, especially with their offensive woes. I can't agree more. And, and I'm also looking at Nick Castellanos to bounce back because – his numbers, I mean, while he hit 14 home runs, and you say, well, that's pretty good in a 60-game season, the 225 average was not impressive. The OPS of 784 was not impressive. We're looking at a guy that we are expecting to have an OPS around 800 or more. And I think that his peripherals show that he could have done that, and he was getting unlucky. He had the best percentage of barrels for a season. Now, granted, smaller sample size than most years, but the best percentage of barrels ever in his career, 16%, 5% above normal. His expected slugging showed he was getting unlucky. His exit velocity, way better than career average. Launch angle, way better than career average. I look for him to bounce back in a big way this year. Now, that's not saying he's going to hit 300. He's not a 300 hitter. He's not a guy that looks at a lot of pitches. He swings a lot and, you know, hacks, but... He gets lots of contact with those hacks. I, I think he's going to bounce back in a big way as well. But, I mean, I'm with you. I, Nixon Zell, for me, my only expectation for Nixon Zell is to be healthy. Give me, like, 85% of the season. You know, give me, like, 140 games or whatever 85% comes out to be. That's what I want to see because I think if he does that, the numbers come with it. So I, I can't really uh, argue too much with Nixon Zell, but I'm going to pick Castellanos. And then – I'll give us the segue here. So we've got the bounce backs. We got a breakout candidate as well. I think we're going to agree with this guy because I think the breakout candidate is obvious. Yeah, uh, the breakout here is Shogo. Yes. And I I think everyone loves Shogo Akiyama, and he's just so easy to love. He's just a fan favorite. Um, you know, a lot of players, when they come over from Japan, struggle in the beginning. And all these names you could run through of players that have done this, a lot of times they never really figure it out. And then sometimes you look at their numbers from their first year, second year, they almost always improve the good ones that have come over. Um, If you just break down his play appearances. Now, in the beginning, David Bell, so frustrating um, the way that he was using Shogo and at times pinching and hitting him during the games. And in my opinion, overthinking the lineup at times. Um, but Shogo got a lot of plate appearances in September and October. So um, in August, he was a 192, 280, 247 hitter with 19 strikeouts, just 
was really struggling. September and October, he really came on the scene in 79 plate appearances. He was 317, 456, 365 with 12 Ks, but 15 walks. Um, and he's just a guy who I think will take those later numbers and kind of, you know, continue that. We know what his defense can bring. Uh, he was a finalist for a gold glove. And I think he's going to be a lot more comfortable, have a normal offseason. You have to think that he came over, did not have a normal offseason, had to quickly try to adjust to this, you know, MLB pitching in a shortened season, and really didn't even get all that much playing time. Right. Um, you know, I thought a lot of people thought he would be almost an everyday player, and he, he got there eventually. But I think Shogo's a guy who's going to take it to the next level. He's not some 22-year-old trying to learn the game. Now he's trying to learn a difference in the game from where he came from. But he's a veteran, and he, that seems to me um, that will lead to a quicker adjustment. And I think he'll have a really important 2021, and he's going to be one of those guys who can just get on base, play a couple different positions in the outfield, uh, be the leadoff hitter, be whatever hitter they need him to be. I think he can fit in near the top of the lineup, or if they want to pencil him in near the bottom, if they have somebody else they want to move up. Um, I think he's going to be a versatile player and a huge part of this team's success. Do you think it'd be unfair to expect a 400 on base percentage from him? Um, <laughs> that's tough to say. I, I, how bad we do it? I feel like we sell ourselves short of often and you know, kind of, kind of adjust our uh, expectations because we know the Reds don't all often meet our expectations. But yeah, sure, why not? Let's go ahead and say <laughs> Shogo, 421. I I look at the ability to have a consistent, normal, or at least close to normal spring training that leads into a season a lot more so than what happened in 2020. Because it's like you said, he has so many adjustments, whether it be you know his league to whether it be the uh, Nippon League, I forgot what it was called, whether it be the Nippon League to the major leagues, whether it be leaving his home to move to America, whether it be the fact that there was a global pandemic going on, it was like telling some dude he's about to go up in a plane that has no wings and he's got to figure out how to fly it. And then he gets here and he goes from everyday player to what we're going to play against right-handed pitchers. And he's like, all right, whatever. I've never really had a problem with left-handed pitchers, but sure, let's do it. And then he didn't get consistent playing time then, and then injuries happened, and they're like, okay, now you're going to play every day. And it's like, whoa, man, give this dude, like, stop the world. I want to get off. I think now he's going to be okay. I think he's going to get into a groove a little bit earlier. Am I expecting MVP numbers from him? No, but I think that he's going to be the leadoff hitter that we expected him to be. Absolutely. I really do think he's going to be one of those players that, fans will look back and say that was the best move. I, I honestly think that he could turn out to be the best move of last year's offseason. Um, and that simply has to do with what the Reds need at times. You know, uh, you know they brought in some power hitters with Moose and Cassanos, but um, Shogo getting on base often while playing great defense. And I think that's really going to be important when – the other two are not great defensive players and a little bit more one-dimensional. I think that he's really, you know, Sherman's going to round out his own game and show the Reds that he's he could be the most important move that they made that offseason. 
I couldn't agree more. All right, so the breakout is Shogo. The bounce back, his first name's Nick. It's either Senzel or Castellanos, depending on who you ask between the two of us. Those are the hitters. And on tomorrow's episode, we will look at the pitchers, whether it be the bullpen or the starters. Clay and I pick our bounce back and breakout candidates in those spots. You're not going to want to miss it. The best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Just tap that little button that says subscribe. You won't miss any episodes from here on out. I've got a whole bunch more for you as we head into spring training. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513 513- Five four nine zero one five nine. But that will do it for us here today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.